Valentine's Day. 410-8131. 410-8131. Bounty on Broad. 2519 Broad Avenue. Uh, when we come back, Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. That's next. Then Sam Hardiman, also from the Daily Memphian. We'll do that next. Jeff Gawkett, your 92.9 FM ESPN. 92.9 FM, broadcasting at 6.80 AM. Smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN at 92.9 ESPN.com and anywhere on the free Odyssey app. Memphis's sports station and podcast leader, 92.9 FM ESPN. If you're hiring, it can feel like you're trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. In fact, ZipRecruiter has helped a lot of business owners find their needle in a haystack. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. Because Telly Tires has grown a lot in the last few years, Marco needed to hire everyone from a receptionist to a store manager to a head mechanic. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. ZipRecruiter helps me keep my business running. Take it from Marco and millions of other businesses who've used ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter can help you find the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash R-A-D-I-O. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Memphis Million is here at Southland Casino Hotel. Over a million dollars in cash, free play, and prizes are up for grabs now through August 30th. Come to Southland every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 4.30 to 8 p.m. Earn a scratch-off card to win free play, food offers, prizes, and bonus drawing entries. New members earn a free scratch-off card instantly when you sign up. Win your share of $75,000 in cash, free play, and prizes each week. See you at Southland Casino Hotel for the Memphis Million Giveaway. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Buying a diamond here in Memphis just got a lot easier and a lot less expensive. Hey, it's Eric Hasseltine from the Memphis Grizzlies, and I'm excited to tell you about Genesis. Diamonds, now open at Poplar Commons. This is a game-changing concept that will forever change the jewelry scene right here in Memphis. With a gorgeous showroom and a selection that's up to 30 times ordinary stores, no middleman markups, direct importer pricing, and the strongest warranties and guarantees in the industry. This is a revolutionary concept. Genesis Diamonds was started by a former diamond wholesaler who decided to stop selling diamonds to jewelry stores and instead go straight to the public without those ridiculous retail markups. Markups. All this with a selection that's up to 30 times ordinary stores. No commission salespeople, no stress, no pressure, free service for life on any purchase. Don't buy a diamond engagement ring or any diamond jewelry anywhere until you discover this exciting new concept. Genesis Diamonds, now open in Poplar Commons at Poplar and Perkins Extended. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, KBB.com. Hello, I'm Kathy Thurman Edwards, the State Farm Agent on Brookhaven Circle. You know, life is filled with what-ifs, and my team is ready to help you with your what-ifs. Call 901-767-7744. We're better looking than a lizard. It's Howie at Robert Irwin Jewelers, and our Summer of a Thousand Engagement Ring Sale is going on right now. You can save up to 40% off engagement rings, anniversary bands, and if you want an upgrade, now's the time. Get to a Robert Irwin Jewelers near you or online at rijewelers.com. Automation engineer needed at American Home Shield in Memphis, Tennessee. Must have bachelor's in computer science or related and five years of development experience, including three years with maintaining scripts or applications, automated testing frameworks, working across the SDLC, automated builds and deployments, building automated test suites to validate business and technical requirements, REST APIs, testing frameworks using Selenium, Java, Cucumber, Protractor, .NET, and Java script, performance testing using JMeter, API testing using Postman, SOAP UI, deployed using AWS Kubernetes, Jira, and Confluence. Remote work is an option. To apply, search job code 2023-3188 at https colon forward slash forward slash front door jobs forward slash EOE. 
WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. You can take me to paradise And then again you can be cold as ice I'm over my head all right, back on the Jeff Cockett Show. Let's see this Chris Harrington here. Now, it's Chris Harrington, live on 92.9, discussing the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. I'll be around if you think you might. Love me, baby. Chris Harrington joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? It's uh, Over My Head by Fleetwood Mac from their reinvention album, a.k.a. Fleetwood Mac, which is the album before Rumors. That's a Christine McVie song. McVie, who we lost last year, one of my favorites, really, um, born on this day in 1931. She is one of your favorites, or this song is one of your favorites? She is. She I, is. I, I was always partial to the Christine McVie stuff in Fleetwood Mac. What was her role in Fleetwood Mac? She, a uh, piano keyboard player, and then one of the three singer-songwriters. Like, once, I mean, Fleetwood Mac went through all these different iterations, but right. the, the popular version we think of now is Fleetwood Mac. The three singer-songwriters were her, Lindsey Buckingham, and Stevie Nicks. And she's and the she one who had, all, the, had already been there. I see. Of those three, the least famous, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And partly because she's sitting behind a piano. Like, she's not out in front of the stage, you know, dancing right. and playing guitar or whatever. And definitely more reserved kind of personality, I guess. But I love that husky voice. And I just, you know, I've all, I've all, I'll, every time I listen to their stuff, I always sort of gravitate to that. Gravitate to her, yeah. Uh, a couple things that I wanted to ask you about before I get into the Grizzlies and the NBA. One is the New York Times... Uh, two days ago, disbanded their sports section. And the LA Times had earlier, the day or the day before, honestly, said we're not going to have a sports section. We're going to have a sports magazine, right. is what they said. Um, what did you make of the New York Times disbanding their sports section? You know, it's... I, I mean, I know a couple of people there. I, not that I, I don't know them well Scott enough. Scott Cassiola. Scott Cassiola and then, and then uh, Tanya Ganguly, who, who is also right. an NBA writer there. I got to know a little bit, you know, in the playoffs and stuff. I've chatted with a few times. I don't, I haven't kept up with Scott well enough that I, I haven't talked to the, either of them about that. Right. I just sort of the people I know. And so, like, you know, I, I'm aware of people there who, like, I like, but I don't actually read New York Times sports stuff very much. Right. And so I wonder... You, had, it, you, you it, read athletic stuff because they're going to be relying on athletic. You're going to re- you read the athletic. Yeah, I read targeted things. I read right. Hollinger and I read you know some other stuff like that. Um, I, I I just I, I'm it's not clear to me how the New York Times New York Times has become like a national newspaper. Right. It is not a national newspaper for me in terms of sports. Right. It's in terms of news. In terms of other stuff. Sometimes you read of, the New York Times. Well, not like daily, right, daily but like yes, I, it's right, it's, it's, yeah. it's in my it's my orbit. orbit right. Yeah. yeah. Like, we have a family subscription online to the New York Times and whatever. We used to have a, a Sunday print subscription, then we moved half a mile north, and they wouldn't bring it to us anymore. <laughs> we, were, we, we, we were too bad of a neighborhood to get the New York Times, so we stopped doing that. But um, So New York Times is, like, in my general diet and sense of, you know, media. It's in my, my media landscape, but not really for sports. And so it's unclear to me how the sports section functioned in terms of them being a national newspaper. And it's also unclear – to me, to what degree the sports section of New York Times function for like people who live in New York, right? Like I don't know. Oh, no, it, they did. A, they did. If you were a devout Yankees fan, you're going to like I the mean, post Tyler, or Tyler whatever. Kep- I don't know. Tyler Kepner is great. One of the great baseball writers in the country. But yeah, you you don't. They don't immerse the. the there's not as much of an immersion in local in local New York sports. They did more big yeah, yeah. picture stuff. So I just right. don't. I don't have a sense of what the New York Times sports section meant. I have a sense of what the New York Times or like arts and leisure section right. or whatever means, or what the New York Times Book review, national right, desk exactly means, means or whatever. Right. I don't have, and I'm saying I'm not saying this was a right decision by them at all. I'm just saying I don't know what the New York Times sports section meant at this. Time. I mean, what do you think? I, I, I had mixed feelings about it, honestly. I, I like some of it's just like internal. Here's the truth: 
the New York Times sports section was filled with people who are members of the guild. Right. The athletic is not. Oh yeah, no, there's and that. So like, there's there's they, so, some they dirt. Li- some dirt went down as far as that subcontracted goes. Absolutely. away from union employees yep. to. And then I find it kind of just appalling that Tyler Kepner is a, one of the great baseball writers is being assigned to the national desk. Like, right, right, right. He's a baseball writer. He's been a baseball writer for thirty years. So, at a personal level, I find it kind of uh, remarkable. But beyond that. I, I know people talk about the missing tradition and the, the, the Red Smith was, a, you know. Right. But they haven't said we're not covering sports. They've just said the athletic is going to cover sports. And the athletic has 400 people covering sports. So Fewer and fewer all the time. Fewer fewer but all they, have, the time. they have good people. Um, you know, I, I think it could be more than it's been. I worry that uh, uh, if the athletic is sort of losing yes, to the thread of what, too. of what it was. It, it, well, and it, I think that's the larger question here is that we just saw layoffs on ESPN. Right. And of of – of people who do things like write, you know, ESPN like, had already gone away from being a serious writing space. But, you can still find. I mean, Zach Lowe's right. still there. You can find it, but they don't present it very well. It is not as important to them. They remember they were a broadcast company, and from the NBA perspective, which is the thing I most follow. Although uh, we're talking off air, I'm, I'm thinking about becoming a baseball fan again for the seventh time in my life. It's. I, I mean, I'll, I, if Zach Lowe or, or Kevin Pelton or someone tweets something, I can click the link and go read them. It is impossible to find their stuff on the site. It's all just woge bombs and video clips. And that's the issue. To yeah. Me. The larger question here is, is, is sports writing? Now, obviously, there's wonderful sports writing you can find in all kinds of places, including on people's sub stacks and whatever yeah. else. But is sports writing as opposed to 30-second clips, woge bombs, whatever? Like, is, is it all now just about content in some sense and sports writing is i think you know the two biggest attempts and they're both sort of quote-unquote digital spaces because that's really what we have now right right two biggest attempts to sort of elevate sports writing as a thing one was the athletic which is still good but to me has sort of lost the tracking of what it was supposed to be yeah and then the other was grantland which was great and grantland transformed to the ringer and the ringer is good but the Ringer is sort of a step back from what Grantland was trying to be from a writing standpoint. When Grantland launched, it was, you know, Zach Lowe. It was a who, who's the best person? Let's go get him. It was Zach right. Lowe, and it was Bill Barnwell in the NFL, and it was whoever. And it was Wesley Morris, who had just won the Pulitzer Prize right. for criticism, right. and suddenly like, writing their film reviews and like all this stuff. And when, it, when Grantland transformed to the Ringer, it's still more writing-oriented than most other places. There's still lots of really good writers. And Rob Mahoney, in particular, I think is fantastic as an NBA writer, but it's not quite. It's become a little bit more like pop culture or podcasty oriented than writing oriented. And so, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, the I, Substack stuff. I, I look you know, at. I look at. I look at my son Peter, who is really uh, immersed in the NBA, and much more than I am. And it's podcasts. Yeah, and then it's you know clips and stuff like that. But does, how much reading of the? I, mean, I presume he reads Zach Lowe, but I think mostly he listens to Zach Lowe's podcast. It's a lot of is. I think Zach has become more of a TV podcast guy. He still writes. He still cares about writing, and I think the fact that he still cares about writing makes him a better and right. as a podcaster or a talker. But it's not. And you know, I talk on your show every day. I do multiple podcasts. Whatever I listen to, lots of podcasts. I value writing more than I value right. talking. Not only in terms of doing, but in terms of consumption. I value reading more than I value listening. And it's not the same thing. Reading, writing requires a little bit more thought and a little bit more craft than just talking. And a lot of of times what will happen, and you do this a lot, you'll you'll talk out a a column and then you'll write it. 100%. And the the written version is the real version. And the talking is the workshopping of the idea that becomes the thing, right? Right. And if you want the highest level you're going to get, and we never get where we want, but the highest level of thinking and, and, and language, of, of, of idea and language, which to me was like, you know, information is part of writing too, but I'm an idea language guy. If you want the best ideas and the best language, it's going to come together more in written form than in, than in podcast. you're and, looking and thinking about every word. Yes, and you got, you got time to, th- to stop. You can't right. stop. We got to fill <laughs> right. the air. We can't. Right. We, sometimes, sometimes we'll be talking, at least to speak for myself. Sometimes I'm, I'll be talking, and in my head I'm thinking, do I actually believe what I'm saying right now? <laughs> but I can't stop and figure out whether I believe this. I just got to keep doing it. 
And then I, you I can't may, get up, and then, walk away, go get a cup of coffee, and, and decide. And, and I may you, write yeah, something exactly. 180% different tomorrow, but I can't stop and figure that out right now because I, I, I got to keep talking, right? It is funny, too. The other thing that happens is, is that there is a, even though the truth of the matter is more people now listen to me than read me. That's just yep. true. Um, the stuff that I write lasts. Right. The other stuff disappears into the vapors. Yep. And so there is a significance to it. I care about every word more because I know if I was to criticize someone in print, it's different than criticize someone on the air. In the air, listen, did you hear what Calkin said? No, I didn't really. Well, it went away. Right. So, all right, separate, separate, unrelated issue. Are you are you going to see the Mission Impossible movie? Oh, I mean, yes, but I, I, I'm sort of in an issue. I saw lot, you and Bifus were tweeting yeah, about Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of movies coming out. I'm about to leave town this weekend, so I'm not going to have time to see anything before I leave, and I'll be gone for a couple weeks. So I got a lot of catching up to do when I get back. So I'm going to have to catch up with the Mission Impossible movie. I'll have to catch up with Oppenheimer. I'll have to catch up with Barbie. Mm. Those are the big three. Um, the Barbie thing is getting tremendous buzz. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, to, I don't care about Barbie. And in fact, I, I'm sort of, I'm real down on this idea that we're down doing product movies. Right. You know, the Frito-Lay movie and the Nike Air Jordan movie and like whatever, like there's a Blackberry movie and a Mario Brothers movie. But there's movie, difference you know? between just Lego movie, taking Legos and making them animated and then... A movie. I don't know if Barbie does this, but what I've got that explores and explodes and and think and makes us think about the phenomenon that was Barbie. Yeah, we'll see the execution. But my point was going to uh-huh. be that is not a must see to me because it's a Barbie movie. Right. It's a must see to me because it's a Greta Gerwig Greta, movie. Right. And I think Greta Gerwig is who's the director and the co-writer who also did Lady Bird and did um, the version of Little Women, which was True. incredible. And then co-wrote and starred in uh, Francis Ha, one of my favorite movies of the last. 15 years or so. I think she's one of the most interesting young filmmakers we have. Um, and so whatever she, whatever her name is on, I'm going to see it, regardless of what it is. I was reading her bio yesterday. She went to Bard College and she tried to get into a playwriting. She wanted to major in playwriting. Just right. shows how life changes, right? She wanted to major in playwriting and she was not accepted into the playwriting program at Bard. And so she, whatever, she did this and then she went and became an actor, act, and, 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 and now she's doing what she's doing. Right. Um, there are twists and turns in people's lives. Um, okay. Onward, Grizzlies play today. If you want a movie recommendation, everybody go see oh. Past Lives at Cordova while it's still here. I can't believe it's still what in is Memphis. It? It's a one little screen at Malco Cordova. Mm-hmm. Uh, Past Lives, it's, it's a movie about, it's about a Korean immigrant woman in her, probably her early 30s at the time, the present tense of the movie. She, she immigrated from Korea when she was like 12 and then moves to New York and gets married and has a whole life. And then her, the boy she had a mutual crush on back in Korea contacts her, you know, through FaceTime or whatever or Facebook. And then they meet again as adults. And it's this complicated thing. Is about, it a Korean movie? Is it? No, it's an American it's movie, movie. But, but it's, you know, part, part of it happens it. in Korea. And it's in Cordova. Showing one little screen at Malco Cordova. Um, all right. Uh, Grizzlies play two thirty today. Um, have we gotten like, is there room left to change the narrative or whatever we've gotten out of summer league? Oh, I'm barring an injury. Yeah, or something. sure. Yeah. I, mean, I think every game matters as much as any yeah, other. Yeah. Right. And right. so yes. to me, I'm sort of waiting. I mean, I've written about a couple cause Drew couldn't. And so I'm sort of waiting for the end of it to just put all the numbers together and say, here's right. what guys did in summer league. And so yeah, I mean, I'm. Yeah, you know, Jake Laravie has a big game, hits a bunch of shots. We'll he, feel encouraged. He's right. had ups and downs, and so let's add some more ups to ups it. That, right. that would be good. And so I don't think anything radical is going to change about your conception of the Grizzlies at two thirty, you know, this afternoon. But you know, when we were talking yesterday about Kenneth Lofton Jr., you were indicating, expressing the, the reality that there's not a lot of room given the bigs, given the big situation. Yeah. They're there. He, he can beat someone out. Pending injuries. Pending yeah. injury, but never. Is Santi Aldama definitely a big? Can he be a three? He, he, yeah, I mean, to some degree, like, these positions are fluid, right? So I'll make this point sometimes. It's not baseball where you got one guy at second base and one guy at third <laughs> right. base. Like, they, people can run around, right? Um, and so it, it's less – we give these position names to people and we give them the numbers that he's the one, he's the two, he's the three. But then when the ball goes up, none of that stuff really matters anymore. Right. It's just how the pieces interact in the flow of, 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 of the court. And so I, he is someone – who offensively certainly has enough of a face-up game, enough of a perimeter game, that he can play with two other more paint-oriented players, and thus you can call him a small right. forward. And then defensively, it's more of an issue, but he's really long, and so you could you know, you know, could gum it up and do different 
matchups and play a little zone or whatever. I, I think he's naturally more of a four. But could you play lineups where he is on the court with, say, I don't know about him, Jaron, and Steven Adams? I don't love that as much. You could play him, Jaron, and Tillman. Right. If Tillman starts to stretch his shot out a little bit, and Tillman, Tillman is someone who can switch. We saw him guard LeBron. We've seen him guard Kawhi. Right. He can kind of switch on the bigger threes, and that gives you a little flexibility. You can sort of hide Aldama wherever you want to hide him. Um, I think I think there's there's versatility there to play him with lineups where you would call him a three. Yeah. Speaking of Xavier Tillman, Jeffrey, do we still have this clip? Uh, the uh, I don't know if you heard the. There was a lot of talk yesterday about what Zion Williams said about his diet and his fitness and everything else. For whatever reason, it was Gilbert Arenas's um, podcast. Something. It was Gilbert Arenas's podcast, and um, weirdly enough, it was Xavier Tillman was on the podcast and asked. Um, and asked Zion the question about how he's treating the summer in terms of fitness. I don't know if we still have it. Do we still have it? Here it is. Hey, let me ask you real quick. This summer, has it been more cardio or more dieting? Like, what has been your thing? They're like, all right, I can do that to help me get my weight up. So the diet piece, uh, I'm always able to come back each summer feeling good, looking good. Yep. But I would say it's more of uh, just locking in on, like, flexibility, band work. Because I think it's those things that will be able to keep me on the court longer versus just losing a bunch of weight and it coming to play and not being able to maintain us. So just, I mean, shit, uh, Bron got the blueprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying my best to No, 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 ser- serious. Like, like you, really. you know. What fan base braces... <laughs> What fan base braces themselves more and, and cringes in anticipation more when their star is asked a question? Is it the Pelicans or the Minnesota Timberwolves with Carl Anthony Hale? I think if I was a fan of either of those teams, I'd be like, take the microphone away from my guy. God. Don't don't let him do it. It's not about, hey, listen, it's not about losing a bunch of weight. It's just some band work. He sounds like every American. Just I'm just going to work on my core. I don't need to lose weight. My flexibility is what matters here. Speaking of filling up the air, he was just talking to, to, get, to, the end, to get to the end of the answer. But I think he was also in it was he was in denial. Yeah, of course. He was totally in denial. What would you what is his value? Like what way that's it's a really hard one because it's not his his talent his talent as applied in NBA basketball is not theoretical. We have seen it. He has been great. When when he has played and been relatively healthy, he's been one of the best offensive players in the entire NBA. Like he's been an all NBA level player, so it's not some like, it's not like Greg Oden. Like we we know we know right. how good he is, but I don't know how you can possibly have any faith in him maintaining the condition and the and the health, both in terms of injury and conditioning, which I think for him are related to each other. I think the conditioning breeds into the injury. I don't think you can have any faith in him like keeping it together for extended periods. And at this point, the off court stuff and just the it's so it's clear he's not like. And this may be related too. It's clear he's not the most serious, most focused, most you know. I I would not. I think if I were a, a, a franchise going nowhere, I might roll the dice on it. Like there were rumors, you know, about you know would Charlotte trade for him? Would Charlotte trade like the second overall pick to get Zion? With would them, you, like maybe you, I, you, I, I might have, you would have in that situation because like sure, I'm going nowhere. Like let's roll the dice. But if I'm a if I'm a franchise that I feel like I can accomplish things without taking. Big big Swing. gambles. I'm not war. I'm not taking the big gamble on Zion. Um. All right. It, it's interesting in terms of the in terms of the division itself. It's a, it's it's a, it's testier than it was last year, don't you think? I mean, it, it's shaping up to be. Yeah, I think most of the teams have done interesting things. Obviously, San Antonio. I mean, gets right. Victor Wembanyama. I, I have measured expectations for him as an NBA rookie, and I think it's clear the way the Spurs operated. They're not they're trying to add another big lottery pick to him a year from now. I don't think they're trying to win big, but I think they have some interesting talent around him. They're certainly a more interesting team. Like that that is that that has gone from one of the least desirable games at FedEx Forum oh, when they come to town well, to one you, of the most. You're gonna do your ranking. Yeah, that's exactly a big right. that's a big upgrade there in terms of the um the, the, the consumer's guide for the home schedule. Um, same thing with, with Houston. Again, I don't think Houston's going to be good, but they were maybe the worst team in the league last right. year, and they're going to be a lot better and a lot more interesting. If you watch them in summer league a little bit, like they got a lot of interesting young talent. Now they've added a couple of veterans to it with Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks, and then Emi Adoka, you know, 
at least certainly a coaching upgrade from what they had, that team was going to be a lot better and a lot more interesting. And speaking of like the consumer's I, guide, I li- Dylan Brooks coming back to FedEx Forum, that, that's goes way, up. way up there. That's way up on the interest level. I heard, I was listening to the podcast you did with Drew. Can people come listen to the Daily Memphian? Um, and I thought your point there about the leadership on that team is going to have to come from the coach, from Ime Adoka. I think primarily. Primarily. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see the Dylan Brooks, Ime Adoka. Uh, he said, phenomenon. so he did an interview with um, with The Athletic, and it was one of those things you tweeted. The headline the headline in the tweets is like oversell, and then you read it, and like, oh, there's not really. Right. You know, it's, it's one of those things. Right. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's wide-ranging, revealing interview, and then you read <laughs> right. it, and it's a bunch of whatever. He did it, He did at one point. He meaning a, a Dylan or Adoka? Who's Dylan, it, who's the Dylan. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. and the, so I scanned it like these things. Think about the Grizzlies here, and he doesn't directly, but he did say he talked about like playing playing for a coach at the level of Ime Adoka, which sounded to me like <laughs> like kind of a little bit of <laughs> a veiled shot at, at Taylor Jenkins. Um, and so I think Houston Houston's getting a lot more interesting, and particularly relative to coming in to face the Grizzlies, Houston San Antonio's getting a lot more interesting. Those teams still aren't going to be good. Dallas. Is got people more like what Dallas did. I like what Dallas did, but I still don't know if it's enough. Um, you know, if Grant Williams is your third best player, I like Grant Williams right. as your fifth or sixth best player. If he's your third best if player, your first two are those two, are those two, and Kyrie is killing it. So is Kyrie going to play sixty-five right. plus games, or and are he or Luca going to play together? It's a very high-stakes situation in Dallas this season. That could go really well for them. If it doesn't go really well. The Luca thing could right. could become a mess in a hurry, and then New Orleans. I don't know. New Orleans has a lot of talent, but we'll I'll believe it when it happens. Uh, and New Orleans is the one that's basically just sort of running it back, and they're hoping. Yeah, they're running back and hoping they're healthy, and they do have a lot of interesting young talent: Trey Murphy and Dyson Daniels and Herb Jones or whatever. I just you know I'll believe it when it happens. They got to prove it to me. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it, Thanks. Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphis. If disaster strikes. Uh, your house, whatever. People are still, you know, dealing with the last storm. Um, the thing to do is to call 901 Respond. That's how you reach Service Master by Cornerstone. 901 Respond. Uh, storm damage, pipes exploding, bursting in your house, uh, smoke, fire, the, the bad stuff, mold. 901 Respond. They got a 24 hour phone line. They work with every local, ins- every insurance company. They, uh, they're locally owned. They're locally operated. They're tremendous, honestly. It is 901-RESPOND. Lock that number into your phone. Or just remember, it's not that hard. 901-RESPOND to get service mastered by Cornerstone. If in that moment when disaster strikes, uh, you need help and you need it fast. 901-RESPOND. When we come back, Sam Hardiman from the Daily Memphian is going to join us. We'll talk to him about what's happening in our fair city. We'll do that next. Jeff Calkin Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Coming up at 11 a.m., it's the Jason and John Show. Weekdays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN. Memphis's sports station. On job sites, few things are more important than a solid work boot. At Boot Barn Work, we pride ourselves on knowing that no matter your trade, when there's hard work to be done, your boot should be built for non-stop protection and mobility. Thoroughgood checks all the boxes. Their wear-anywhere boots are time-tested and crafted with the highest quality materials for relentless support. For job-fitted boots, Thoroughgood at Boot Barn Work. Imagine buying a pair of sneakers and getting a soothing, gentle foot massage like you'd get during a relaxing pedicure just by walking. You might think this sounds too good to be true, but we think it sounds like Skechers' new Massage Fit Sneakers. 
Because Skechers, the comfort technology company, has designed a unique innovation that makes it feel like you're pampering your feet with a gentle massage in every step. The secret is Skechers' new patented wave technology on the sole that gently massages your feet while you're walking around. It feels amazing and is so gentle you can wear them all day just like your other favorite Skechers sneakers. And not only will you be getting the massage, you'll also be getting Skechers' other famous comfort features, like a special luxury insole that offers extra support for 24-7 comfort. Plus, they come in a variety of fashionable styles, including lace-up and slip-ons, and they're machine washable for easy care. Get a bonus massage in every step with Skechers' new massage fit. Find them for men and women at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. The FedEx Cup playoffs start in Memphis at the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Come out to TPC Southwind August 9th through the 13th and watch the PGA Tour's top players battle to make it through Memphis. Enjoy Memphis at its finest with specialty cocktails, local eats, a vibrant atmosphere, and much more. Two kids 15 and under admitted free with a ticketed adult. Daily grounds and upgraded tickets are available now at FedExChampionship.com. The legend of Zaxby's hand-breaded chicken. The fire of roasted corn. The crunch of tortilla strips. The kick of Southwest Ranch. That's right, y'all. You better saddle up because the Southwest salad is back for a limited time. And as always, it's not for the faint of flavor. So order the Southwest salad in the Zaxby's Rewards app while it's still on the horizon. Woo, saucy! Zaxby's. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once, with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. The next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Now through July 30th, new customers can get 200 megabit per second internet on the next generation Xfinity 10G network for just $35 a month for two years. Plus, there's no annual contract required and you get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and devices. Actual speeds vary. How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Matty Sadegi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain. But we don't speak Spanish. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. Babbel's conversational method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Estoy muy emocionado para ir a España contigo. Aww. He just said, I'm very excited to go to Spain with you. Vamos a tener mucha diversión. And that means we're going to have so much fun. <laughs> sí. Gracias, Babel. Babel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babel for free at Babel.com. Just go to Babel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com, B-A-B-B-E-L.com. If you've been around Memphis for a while, like I have, you're going to love this. An all-new, totally revolutionary kind of jewelry store has arrived. Hey, it's Eric Hasseltine from the Memphis Grizzlies, and I'm proud to tell you about the all-new Genesis Diamonds, now open at Poplar Commons. Genesis Diamonds takes jewelry shopping to a whole new level. It's a gorgeous showroom with 30 times the selection of an ordinary store. No middleman direct importer prices on diamonds, no commission salespeople, and the 
the strongest warranties and guarantees in the industry. Genesis is the official jeweler of the Tennessee Titans, and they've dominated Nashville, Louisville, and Cincinnati for years. Now they're here in Memphis with a multi-million dollar collection of exquisite diamonds, over 4,000 engagement rings, and endless selection of fine fashion jewelry, all at prices you never thought possible. This is a game changer. Please don't buy jewelry anywhere until you experience the amazing difference at Genesis. Genesis Diamonds, now open in Poplar Commons at Poplar and Perkins Extended. I'm joined by Hall of Famer John Smoltz. Smoltzy, tell me this. What's harder, winning a Cy Young or an Emmy Award? Oh, man. Uh... Winning a Cy Young, <laughs> a lot, it takes a lot longer to happen. You know, it's funny when you mention something like that. I just go back to all the years of being predicted to win and, and just feeling like a failure. But in 96, fortunately, I was able to at least get that off my, my back because that was starting to bother me. Download the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. All right, back on the Jeff Calkins Show. Joined now by Sam Hardiman of the Daily Memphian on Twitter, at Sam Hardiman. Jeffrey uh, has pointed this out. Different walk-up song each time, Sam. Is that right? You're keeping it fresh? We're going to think about it. I'm not going to commit to anything. <laughs> That's wise. What, what are we listening to today? Uh, we are listening to uh, Daydreaming by Lupe Fiasco. And I have, uh, it's, uh, it's among my favorite songs in uh, early Lupe. His uh, first two albums, Food and Liquor and Take Push, that is uh, some prime stuff. If your listeners want to give it a listen. There we go. All right. Uh, we got a lot of things to get to, to, to get to today. One is uh, the city has filed a motion to dismiss in the uh, Tyree Nichols lawsuit, um, $550 million lawsuit damages um, from asked for by the, by the family. A motion to dismiss on the grounds that these were rogue officers um, basically uh, acting well beyond uh, their, uh, what they were authorized to do. Um, what did you, uh, what, what happened and what do you, what do you make of uh, anyone's chances here? So, you know, this was, what happened was late Friday night, um, you know, I get an alert that uh, there's been a filing in this federal court case that I'm following. And you see, oh, motion to dismiss. You you immediately open up the filing. You're like, oh, the city of Memphis is saying things that it has essentially said kind of publicly, but in legal documents saying, look, we should not be a party to this civil suit. And so what we should all make of this in, in describing the actions, the tragic actions that happened on January 7th as the actions of five rogue officers that had nothing to do with the training of the Memphis police department. It had nothing to do with Memphis police chief CJ Davis and her past in Atlanta. And so what we should take away from this, and I think we'll keep it a pretty high level here, Jeff is this is something the city has to do. Okay. First, they, they have to try to get out of the potential liability that jury or a settlement would bring the financial liability related to this lawsuit. And, whether or not they're going to be successful, I'm not qualified to say that. I'm not a lawyer. I need to talk to some lawyers and ask. I think it's a fair question. But this is also something that if you are the city of Memphis and you don't want the Department of Justice to do a more stringent pattern or practice investigation into you, you should probably say in a court filing that, look, this is not a part of unconstitutional practices at the Memphis Police Department because the whole underpinning of the Nichols family's case is, is, is connecting the tragic actions that night to a pattern of unconstitutional behavior at the Memphis Police Department. And so this, is, this filing was the city of Memphis essentially trying to really take down that pillar of their case. And Ben Crump, who was in town, the attorney for the Nichols family, who was in town this week um, representing the family of Jarvion Hudspeth, a man who, uh, a man who died in interaction with the Shelby County Sheriff's Office in late June, um, you know, you responded and said, you know, we'll respond in court sometime, but I vehemently disagree. And so that's where we are, Jeff. 
Yeah, the, the 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 city, of course, will do this, and of course, will say this. This there is no circumstance under which the city would say, "Oh yeah, they were doing just what they were trained to do." I mean that right. that, that that's so. What they what the, the uh, one obvious defense here is they were well beyond acting well beyond the bounds. Anything they were taught, anything we condone, anything, and were this ever to be litigated, which it. I mean, if you look at the George Floyd case, it was settled, I think, for $27 million. Um, yeah. It never was litigated. And, and I'm going to imagine that this at some point will settle. I'll get to this in a, in a minute. But um, if it were to be litigated, people there would be arguments about, well, you say it wasn't condoned, but you've done it a million other times. There's been all these other examples of where people, you know, and, and that would be uh, – that would be something that, that would be decided as part that the jury would decide. Um, at this point, it's just pleadings. And I think it's um, and I think, you know, as, as you said, it's something that the city had to do. Um, it's what in, in any of these in any case, though, involving police misconduct. It is what essentially what a municipality will argue. Right. I mean, it's sort of the natural defense. They weren't this. We had nothing to do with this. That's right. That's right. And, and and to your point, Jeff, like if this were to go to trial, it would be on both the city to refute, but also it would be on the plaintiffs to prove, right? And right. does the city of Memphis, right, with all the international attention that this case has received, really want to go stringently through, and maybe they do, but do they want to go stringently through the, the, the every practice of the Memphis Police Department and every interaction, right? Because that that's that's the risk as you just outlined jeff of of not doing this and also if you go to trial that's also the risk you had a fascinating interview uh speaking of all of this uh with jennifer sink who has been the city attorney for seven and a half years is now three and a half years she's been at the city attorney for three and a half years uh she's now going to ml g and w um and she was there obviously through this uh, she was there through COVID. Um, it has been a a busy time. I don't even think people are necessarily aware that there is a city attorney or what the city attorney does. Um, what does what does Jennifer Sink do? Sure. So the city attorney is is one of probably three or four really key positions at Memphis City Hall that is it's outlined in the city charter. Okay, and it and and they serve. You know, they, they manage contracts for the city. They are there to advise the mayor, to draft legal opinions in, for the mayor. And so this is like the city is essentially chief lawyer. They are also tasked with, in the case of litigation, in most cases, choosing who is representing the city. Right. So this is a very important job. And it's also, you know, a very, you know, tough and stressful job. It's, it's not in a case like this. They don't litigate it themselves, do they? No, they do not. So right now, the city of Memphis is, is paying Baker Donaldson, uh, you know, the Memphis, the mega firm in town, and, and former city attorney, who is Jennifer Singh's predecessor, Bruce McMullen, is at present the lead chair for Baker Donaldson on the Nichols lawsuit. Um, all right, a couple other things uh, I did want to get to before uh, we let you go. You talked to us last last week, I guess. It, well, I had two weeks ago when I was here. Both. 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 About tree trimming. There's been more tree trimming updates. We've actually had more power losses, and people are really mad about this at this point or, uh, across the city. I think, understandably, what more have we learned, or what is the progress on getting trees trimmed? Yeah, so what we've learned, and you can read this on the Daily Memphis, my, my colleague, Keely Brewer, who does a great job covering the environment and all things really nature and MLG and W for the Daily Memphis, and wrote about this. But at City Hall yesterday, Doug McGowan, the CEO of MLG and W, essentially presented the last two decades of tree trimming stats for MLGW. They're not good. They are kind of the Ramiro Mendoza. They were, they were stunning. They were, I read this. I couldn't believe it. They're like nowhere close to where they needed to be. Yeah, it was, it was, it was not good. Like, like it's, it's really bad. And so as we know, trees are plants, they grow. And so when you don't <laughs> trim them, um, they keep growing. Right. And so as McGowan is essentially outlining thing, you know, 40 to 60%, depending on the time period of our outages, our tree trim, right? And we get a lot of rain. We get a lot of sunshine in this community. Like plants are going to grow. 
And so what happens is it just, when the wind blows, like we've had very strong windstorms, right? These are, these are very devastating winds. But when you have all of these branches over the right of way and into the entangled in these wires, it is just knocking down the, uh, knocking out the power. So, and what happened yesterday is the Memphis city council, which is, this is ministerial. This is what has to happen under the Memphis light gas and water charter approved Memphis light gas and water using $227 million, which it already has. It's your money, your ratepayers' money to really beef up and speed up the tree trimming, Jeff. So that's what's about to happen. You're, you're, you're supposed oh, to over the next three years, you should be annoyed as Doug McGowan is probably us. You should be annoyed by how many tree trimming crews you see around town and all the bald trees that you're about to see. The, um, the, uh, t- two things stuck out from Kelly's story. Um, if the utility had stayed on track, uh, Doug McGowan said trees would have caused an estimated 25 circuit outages in 2020. Instead, they caused 120. But then there was this one. The utility's goal to trim about 1,400 miles. The utility's goal is to trim about 1,400 miles of rights of way every year. Okay, that's, that, that's their goal. Here we are. I believe it is July. They are 5% of the way to its annual goal. Shocking. Yes. Shocking. Um, so there you go. Now we know why we, why we have the, uh, the power issues that we do. Okay, and then finally, I was sort of surprised to see this. The city council uh, yesterday approved, basically we're going to have a referendum on gun control. Um, and it, it, I'm a little mystified by it. A, how is it going to work? And B, how can you have city referendums on gun control when the state uh, seems to prevail on these issues? Right. So let's take it. Let's take it from uh, from the right. top here. So uh-huh. We are going to have, and, and voters should beware. And, and I hope those that are listening go to vote in August of 2024 because it's all the way next year. Yep. Uh, are listening? We're going to have three different ballot questions on the ballot, and essentially, they're here. What they are going to cover. The first is going to ask Memphis residents if they want to essentially ban permitless carry, meaning that you would no longer be allowed to carry a handgun without a permit going back to the status quo before statewide permitless carry. The second is a just general ban on assault weapons. You would have to prove by that you had purchased your assault weapon, weapon if you currently own it, before uh, January 1st of 2025. The third is essentially making a Memphis red flag law, okay? And, and these laws, these actual laws that would be, they are going to be on your ballot. So you're going to be reading like 20 pages and then being like it's a, essentially one of those credit card disclosure statements being asked to say, okay. Yeah. And and all of this, Jeff, at present, the way state law works would be completely symbolic in a sense, in a sense of it, it would likely not go into effect. However, this would set up back to litigating. We started at the top. We're going to come back to litigating. This would set up a showdown between the city of Memphis, the city council really, and the state of Tennessee, about whether or not Memphis, which has a home rule charter, which is a complicated way of it has certain rights to govern itself, has the right to do this. And it would also set up, if voters approve these things, right, it would also set up, essentially, if the law at the state were to ever change and were to stop superseding the city on gun control issues, that there would be an already a law on the books to just take effect. And so that's what would happen. I was fascinated that... Uh it was unanimous, right, across the city council, even some good, solid Republicans who you would think might be voting no. Yeah, I think that there is, yes, Frank, you know, notably Frank Colvett, who is uh, running for Memphis mayor and has been a longtime member of the Tennessee Republican Party leadership um, from West Tennessee. He, he voted for it and added himself as a co-sponsor. And so, What's interesting about this is I think there is bipartisan consent. You saw it in the Daily Memphians poll as well. There's relatively bipartisan consent, at least of a majority, a solid majority of Memphians and Shelby Countyans, that there should be more gun control in this part of Tennessee. That's, that's pretty clear. And so I think that what happens a lot of the time on the Memphis City Council, and people may get on me for saying this, but there is a lot of moderation that people really do meet in the middle, like right. the, the sort of it's a nonpartisan body, but the Republicans and the Democrats often get together and sort of say, well, this is kind of for the betterment of the community. We're going to support it. 
because we're about kind of – and that's part of what keeping it nonpartisan, I think, keeps out of there, is that if, if you were a voting as a Republican yesterday, right, and, yeah. and it was Republican, it was a Republican-held seat, and you see this at the county commission all the time, would you have seen the unanimity? I don't know, I and mean, I can't say that word. <laughs> it's Sam Hardiman uh, on Twitter, at Sam Hardiman. I read his stuff at the Daily Memphian. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Sam Hardiman. Uh, by the way, I'm asked all the time, what can you do for this community? And I'll tell you one thing you can do for the community. Give to Church Health. Uh, giving Day coming up, that's July 20, 25th. You can give to Church Health any day. Truth matters, I did give to Church Health last week. Uh, but, but what Church Health does is it's a miraculous place. You know, we always talk about how St. Jude is miraculous. This is a place, Scott Morris moved here because it was one of the poorest cities in the, in the country and created this enterprise that, that supplies health care to the underinsured, the uninsured folks who uh, clean your homes, mow your lawns. Honestly, a lot of musicians and artists who can't have, like, it, it's a travesty um, that we don't have decent insurance for everybody. And Church Health is there for those folks. What I would urge you to do, if you don't know about Church Health, go check them out at churchhealth.org. And then when Giving Day rolls around, that is July 25th, um, go ahead and dig deep and give a little bit to Church Health. Uh, Jeffrey, before we do go, I want to talk a little bit about the column that I wrote today about a guy named Roy Heron. Uh, you can read it in the Daily Memphian. Roy Heron was a he was a state senator. He was in the 26 years in the Tennessee House and Senate, and um, also chairperson of the Democratic Party in the state from 2013 to 2015. Moderate West Tennessee Democrat, also a minister, and he died in a jet ski accident uh, recently. And I guess I'd urge you to read the column. Because he's just, there are, he, he, he's, he was a Methodist minister. And the way that Bill Haltom, a friend of his, described to me is his ministry was a ministry of presence. He was just always there lifting folks up um, by email, in person. Um, it was a ministry of presence. I tell in this column a, a, a bunch of stories about it. Uh, one story is, is, is this. He had a friend named Tommy Moore. Tommy Moore played high school basketball with Heron last Friday as Heron fought for his life in the hospital. So Heron was in, in the hospital. Moore went to his mailbox to discover a letter Heron had sent him days earlier. The letter contained a photo of their high school basketball team and a handwritten note which said, thanks for letting me be your teammate for over half a century. He got that letter as Roy Heron was, was, was in the hospital uh, from injuries that would subsequently take his life um, from this jet ski accident. But then I had my own, Roy Heron was a guy, that's, people write me hate mail all the time. Roy Heron, as significant and important as he was, he wrote me nice mail all the time. Just nice mail, like really love this column or like and we sort of had a pen pal relationship. So when I wrote a column a couple weeks ago saying I was going to stop writing sports, he, um, he wrote me this. This morning, I read of your plans for change with particular interest, which is to say, selfishly, I've been trying to step away from law practice to make more of a difference, especially for my part of West Tennessee outside of Memphis. I will watch and root for you, and I will try to have the guts and gumption to follow your lead. Blessings on your continued good works, and especially on your new good and great works. Your fan, Roy. That note arrived on June 20th, um, less than two weeks before he died. I wrote him back and I had resolved, you know what? I've been, we've been doing this thing for years now where we write back and forth. I want to meet Roy Heron. Like, let's, and so I wrote him back and I thanked him for the note. And uh, at the end of my, my email, I said, let's get coffee sometime. And so I was stunned to come back uh, from Michigan and hear that Roy Heron had been um, killed. But that ministry the ministry of presence, of being kind, of reaching out, of lifting people up, of being... I learned that the, the relationship that I had with Roy Heron, the more I talked to other people, like 
thousands of people had that relationship, not necessarily pen pals, but in ways that he, he reached, like there was, there was a cycling group that does this 115 mile ride. It's all college friends. It's not like an official ride or anything, but he heard about it. And he, he, he wrote to them out of the blue and said, listen, it's, it's for Le Bonner. Can I join you? And they're like, we're all out thirties and forties. This is a 68, 60 year old man. What are we getting into here? But he shows up, he rides with them, they love him. He's there every year helping to support Lebanon. Like, the, uh, the more I talk to people, the more stories there were about Roy Heron and the good that he did and the ways that he lifted people up. And so I will never meet him. But there are people I meet every day who may not have the impact on me um, that Roy Heron has in reminding me of the importance of of doing exactly what he did, which is lift people up. The column is at the Daily Memphian. Um, services Friday and Saturday. The actual memorial service is Saturday uh, at the First United Methodist Church in Martin, Tennessee. Um, but uh, truly great man, and um, and one that I hope to take a lesson from. Jeffrey, what is coming up next? Here's what's coming up next. Jeff, here's what's coming up next on Jason and John. Norton Hurd will join them at 125. David Cobb will join us on Giannato and Jeffrey at 240. Jeff will join Gabe at 5 o'clock. Thanks for listening, everybody. we got to get out of here. Um, back tomorrow. For now, work is done. FM, broadcasting at 680 AM. Smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN at 92.9ESPN.com and anywhere on the free Odyssey app. Memphis' sports station and podcast leader, 92.9 FM ESPN. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? (laughs) Okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 At the Home Depot, we have laundry appliances that just fit. Fit your space, fit your needs, and fit your budget. Like a new GE Profile Ultra Fast Combo Laundry Machine that can wash and dry a large load in about two hours without you ever having to transfer the load over. Final days to get special buy savings like the GE Profile Ultra Fast Combo Laundry Machine. Plus an extra $100 off select laundry sets in store and online at the Home Depot ends July 12th. You've got a leaky flat or metal roof on your commercial building and they're saying you need a new roof? No, no, no. Just call Joe. Joe Stallmaker, that is. 901 Waterproofing and Roof Coatings. They can restore your existing roof with a quality coating system and can save you up to 70%. The roof coating systems extend the life of your roof and come with a 5 to 15 year leak free warranty so you get the benefits of a new roof without the huge expense. So call Joe Stallmaker today, 901-287-1923 or visit 901waterproofing.com Attention business owners Was your company impacted during COVID? If you had W-2 employees during 2020 and 2021 you may be entitled for up to $26,000 per employee through the Employee Retention Credit Program This is not a loan The IRS paid back billions already We've helped thousands of businesses just like yours, so let us help you. At ERC Business Solutions, we make it simple. We do it all for you, so you won't have to worry about the complex application process. There's absolutely no risk. If you don't get paid, we don't get paid. Most businesses do qualify, even those with no decline in revenues or those that already got PPP. Discover how much you can claim. There's no cost or obligation. Call now, 888-316-1372. That's 888-316-1372. Get up to $26,000 per employee. Call 888-316-1372. 888-316-1372. 
800-242-1372. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Action Matters is responsible for the content of this ad. Toxic water at Camp Lejeune has caused pain, suffering, and death for tens of thousands of dedicated Americans and their families. If you're a current or former Marine, dependent of a Marine, or civilian who worked at Camp Lejeune at any time from 1953 to 1987, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call 800-691-1343 now to see if you qualify. Studies have found the water at Camp Lejeune was contaminated with toxic chemicals, causing serious health conditions such as bladder, breast, or kidney cancer, Parkinson's, leukemia, and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, as well as miscarriages, infertility issues, and certain birth defects. A new law was signed, allowing anyone that spent time at the base to seek the justice and compensation they deserve. Billions have been set aside by the government to compensate victims. All Marines, dependents, and civilian workers who spent time at Camp Lejeune anytime from 1953 to 1987 and developed a serious health condition, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation, even if you were denied a disability claim in the past. Call 800-691-1343 now to see if you qualify. Hurry, time is limited. Call 800-691-1343. 800-691-1343. Occupied. Hurry up. Go away. I'm enjoying my hot shower. Yeah, we'd all like to. Hot water hog. That's it. Family meeting. We can all enjoy long, steaming, hot showers. Even the last in line, which it seems is always me. But go ahead. Have that imaginary argument of what you should have said. Take your time. With our new high-efficiency Navian tankless water heater, I'll never take a cold shower again. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com to learn more. Hey, Kathy, what if I want to change my insurance plan? Steve, State Farm is here for your what ifs. So what if I want to change from a radio dude to a zookeeper? State Farm is here for your what ifs. Call or text Kathy Thurman Edwards, the State Farm agent on Brookhaven Circle, 901-767-7744. My team would love to help you with your what ifs. We're not as cute as Jake, but... We're better looking than a lizard. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. But we don't speak Spanish. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. Babbel's conversational method teaches you